Beyond Sin 384. Good evening. This is God. Beyond Synth Radio is listener supported by great people like your friendly neighborhood raccoon Petey, Cargo Cult Luau, Joshua Winter, Zach, and Gene Creamer Private Eye. Thank you. Hey there, welcome to the show. This is Beyond Synth, and this is the year-end series. We're calling it Andy's Playlist Warehouse, I think. And the whole point of this is to play you all the awesome music I collected through the year and didn't have a chance to play on this show, and to catch up and chat with the awesome Beyond Synth listeners and supporters. And also today, I'll be continuing my catch-up with Mike Mendoza, because we actually recorded for a bit longer. But I'm capping these episodes at two hours, because I'm going to be releasing a bunch of them over the course of December, probably the most episodes I've ever released in a month in my life. In my life! Okay, so what we're going to do is we're just going to play some music and then chat with some people. And I'll catch up with Mike at the end of the show. So first up, I want to listen to this song, which is awesome. When this one came on my playlist, I just couldn't stop listening to it. It's such a great pop song. And for sure next season, I'm going to invite this guy Minute Taker on the show because uh, he makes some great music. This is a collab, and uh, I just fucking love this one, man. This is Reach Back Through Time by Walter Alienson and Minute Minute Taker.
All right, and that was Walter Alienson and Minute Taker. What a fucking great song that is. And uh, we're here in Andy's Playlist Warehouse, Episode 2. We're going to be listening to lots of cool music and chatting with awesome Beyond Synth supporters like Jimmy, who we are talking to right now, a.k.a. Jimmy the Hut, a.k.a. my friendly neighborhood raccoon, Petey. You've had so many names uh, over these many years of supporting Beyond Synth. Say hello. Hello. Yes, uh, that was a joke I thought was funny at the time, and I thought I'll just leave that name going, to be fair. It's funny hearing you having to read it out, and you made quite a funny advert out of it, so... uh, Yep. That was shit. Now, I sprung a surprise on you because before we hit record, we actually talked for about an hour. And I think partway through that, you thought that we were recording. Yes. <laughs> for better or worse, maybe. See how my demeanor changes so abruptly? Yeah. I'm like all tired. But then the second it's like, oh, we're in radio mode now. Now we got to fucking jazz things up. Yeah. Behind the scenes, you're not even Canadian. You speak with a completely <laughs> different accent. Same with me. Behind the scenes, I'm not this posh. Honest. I mean, we weren't talking about horses clomping through my village and me making my own bread. Honestly. Dude, homemade bread is awesome. Worst thing is then the house always smells of bread and you just mm. want to eat bread and everyone says bread's the enemy but if bread was the enemy why is it so fucking nice? In this current geopolitical climate yeah. <laughs> enemy number one is bread. It's bread <laughs> or carbs or sugar and it's like what if they, why do they taste so fucking good? Put them all together and you've got an orgasm on a plate. I know man and listen half the time I'm, t- I'm doing that on plates anyways <laughs> but that's a problem I have as a pervert. So I feel sorry for all of your plates and dishes then. I hope you got a separate dishwasher for that stuff. Why do you have two dishwashers? Well, <laughs> one's for the plates that we jizz on, <laughs> and the other's for plates just with food. Yeah. And then that's how I lose friends. Why are some normal and some plastic? Well, <laughs> well they're plastic because I'm a really classy guy. We only have plastic knives and forks and paper plates here. You just want to live every day like you're outside having a picnic, so that's fine. Yeah, man. Nice fucking checkered blanket, wicker basket, yeah, you know, various other picnic cliches. Sat next to a pond with Jane Austen or Mr. Darcy or whatever it is, yeah. I turn around and my sandwich is like slowly moving away because there's like a thousand ants underneath it, like just lifting it up and carrying yeah, it away. The, yeah, the jam jar's been taken away, everything else is being taken away. But as long as you've got your plates, you've got somewhere to finish. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we'll figure out what you've been up to uh, since you were last on the show, which was for trivia, right? You were in a trivia episode. Yeah, I bored everyone to death about trains, but you did make an amazing question about Thomas the Tank Engine, so... That is correct. I doff my cap to you on that one. I'm a very clever guy. So look, uh, I like to end every segment complimenting myself. Let's listen to some music. I got a cool one here from Mika Thorwine. I feel like I might have played this on the show before, but uh, who cares, because it's a fun song, and now I will officially mark it as played in my playlist because I'm a very disorganized guy. But this is Mika Thorwine with Spirited Away.
And that was Spirited Away by Mika Thorwine. Or is it Micah? M-I-K-A. Hmm. Now I'm second-guessing myself. Well, Mika, Maple, that's how we pronounce that artist, Mika, M-I-K-A. Okay, so I'm going to say Mika Thorwine, and I've got the approval of Jimmy. Jimmy the Hut. Oh, I lost my voice there. What have you been up to since you were on... Uh the trivia episode. I've been exploring retail therapy as a way to try and improve my mood. And all I figured out is that it's fucking expensive and it doesn't really work. What is retail therapy? Basically spending money to try and cheer yourself up. So I bought a new <laughs> car and a shitload of Lego sets. And it's like, well, I guess it made me happy for a little bit. But Yeah, this year I spent more on video games than I think I normally do. And so I've decided like, all right, I got to cut back on that for next year. Uh, if these stupid video game companies want to turn everything into a live service, I'm like, fine, I already paid for Mortal Kombat, so I'll do their stupid mm-hmm. monthly invasion mode, even though it's, like, not great, but it's like, well, whatever, it's going to, like, you know, five hours of content once a month. I spent bugger all in games this year, only a few bits for my, uh, there you go, surprise, surprise, train simulator game, a few, uh, few things for that, but the rest of it has been Lego and... Yeah, I bought myself a new car. Out of Lego? You have a Lego car? <laughs> no, because that'd be expensive, wouldn't it? If Lego made a real-life one. No, a real car, a real car. And then I thought it'd be great fun to buy some of the most expensive Lego sets they make. <laughs> that does sound like fun. It is, actually. <laughs> then the problem is they keep bringing out new stuff. So I've got a, a wish list thing that probably comes up to about nearly £2,000. And it's like, yeah, I can't really justify doing that as much as I want to. Like £2,000 in weight? No, in, in uh, Great <laughs> British Pounds in, in money. Jesus, it would be cheaper to do drugs, I think. Yeah, but then you don't have anything left. No. My brother, like, smokes, and he smokes a lot. And at one point, he tried to equate his smoking habit with my video games. Like, he's just trying to justify. I'm just like, hey, man, mm-hmm. you spend so much on smoking. And he's just like, yeah, well, you spend a lot on video games. So it turned out, number one, I spent, like, a fucking 120th of what he spends on smokes. Because, like, I would buy one game, and I would play that game for, like, you know, two months. And I was not buying hundreds of dollars of games every week. No. And then having nothing afterwards. I, at least I still have a piece of plastic, you know? Yeah, not, nothing to show for it but bad breath and a, you know, a bad cough. And uh, my brother, he used to smoke and stuff. And I think if you were still a smoker these days, you know, anyone do whatever the hell they want. But Jesus, that's not a cheap thing to do. No, and they keep raising the price too. So I'm so out of touch because I didn't smoke in high school. I just know, I feel like in high school it was like six dollars canadian a pack or something or now they're like fucking 25 or some stupid thing like they just Mm. anyway but look we're not here to talk about other people smoking that's stupid we're here to listen (laughs) to cool music so let's listen to this one this is a track from from apes to angels featuring Maisie may this is noises off the lights
And that was Noises Off, in brackets unresolved. It's from From Apes to Angels, featuring Maisie May. And, uh, you know, this is Andy's uh, playlist warehouse. We're playing all the songs that I've wanted to play all year that I haven't had time to play, and I'm chatting with awesome listeners of Beyond Synth and awesome supporters of Beyond Synth, and I'm here with one such man. His name is Jimmy, or his, <laughs> his alias is Jimmy. Yes, exactly. Not my real name, but we've been through that before. You got a good real name, because it's mine. It's the same one. Yeah, exactly. And to be <laughs> fair, I say my boss here is also called Andrew, so it kind of had to be changed, otherwise it would have got very confusing. Is that why you did it? No, no, that nickname started when I was about 14 or something like that. It was more convenience, really. Otherwise, you get people phoning up asking for Andrew and then it's the usual which one <laughs> <laughs> I love that guy that's the guy I am when I call people hey man is Andrew there which one <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's my favourite thing to do. Well, it is, or it's, or if you're still living at home with your parents and stuff, and someone says, can I speak to Mr. So-and-so? And it's like, yeah, which one? There's three of them here. But you're a responsible adult. You don't live with no parents. I'm a responsible... Fuck off, am I a responsible adult? You just heard me talking about spending thousands of pounds on Lego, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> Hey man. I'm not a responsible fucking adult. No, that's good, though. It's good to have a hobby. I'm trying to build an arcade machine right now, but I'm not using any instructions. I built an arcade machine. Yeah? Out of Lego. Oh. <laughs> like a little tiny one? It's a Pac-Man machine. It, you know, it works and everything, sort of, but it's quite fun. Oh, I saw that. It's sort of like a tabletop yeah, thing, right? exactly. Yeah. You know, it does the impression that, you know, you build this chain track and they all follow things around and stuff like that, but it still counts, I guess, I think. Say retail therapy. It's... <laughs> I want to say it works. See, I do that too, but I don't have a lot of money. So my retail therapy is very cheap things. Like mm. when you get boxes from Amazon, it is like receiving a present. Oh yeah, even though you know what it is and it, you know, all that kind of stuff. But it's, for me, it, it's shiny things or things with funky lights. And to be fair, it's the reason I bought my car. <laughs> I just love the lights on it. I thought that's really fucking cool. And it has multi color lights on the inside. It costs how much? I don't care. I'm buying. <laughs> Can you tell that I'm single, have no kids, and all that kind of stuff? And again, I'm a responsible adult. Well, it takes a responsible adult to assemble like a big lego like that because most irresponsible kids would get bored you know but look i tell you what else responsible adults do is they listen to cool music <laughs> so i got one here from micro matt scenes from his album scenes 2 this is vintage summer
All right, and that was Vintage Summer by Micro Matt Scenes. And uh, we're here on Andy's Playlist Warehouse. We're listening to cool music and chatting with awesome patrons like Jimmy, who's just told me he's bought all this super expensive Lego in lieu of being in a relationship or having a family. But, you know, we all look at each other's lives like the grass is always greener, right? So it seems like having kids is nice, but then the idea of just relaxing over the weekend and building some Lego seems pretty fucking cool to me. I don't know, my brother... My brother's got four kids and i see the state of him so you know yeah there's ups and downs it's like the ups are like oh you know there's like this life and and you watch them grow and they become their own person and that's cool and the downs are i haven't slept properly in about like 11 years so yeah i suppose as being the fun uncle is all the kids love you You get to swoop in have a lot of fun with them get them hyped up and then leave them so the parents can deal with them recently we just we got some new cats (laughs) we like baby the cats more than our own kids now oh yeah yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I get that. Yeah, I get that. Some of my friends, yeah, they're, they're all my, my brother, still so they baby the dog more than the kids sometimes. But my phone is just pictures of my cats. Yeah, because I've never in my life held up my phone to somebody and showed them like, hey, here's my kids. No, you know, oh, here's my daughter, here's my son, or whatever. But the cat, yeah. I'm sure in the past you, you probably said you'd never become one of those strange cat people, but here we are. Dude, Johnny the kitten is like so, because they're both flat-faced Persians and they're like fluffy orange mm. cats with like the flat faces. And they look hilarious. The picture of Johnny when he's a kitten is so funny that like I, I show it to everybody because once they see it, like they, it's like he's like a little Yoda. My wife puts him in the bathtub and then she wrapped him up in a blanket, like swaddled him like a baby and just like handed him to me. And I'm, yeah. I'm holding this swaddled kitten. <laughs> Like it's... As long as you didn't try and breastfeed him, I think we're all right. Uh, hey, let's listen to a song. I got <laughs> a, a great cool segue, here. isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Andy Last, master of the awkward segues. Well, look, man, I don't, uh, you know, if I started talking about the time I breastfed a cat, things would get real weird real fast. <laughs> It's not like it'll be on the internet forever or anything No, no, like no, no, no. The internet is not permanent. That's the thing. If I could give any lesson to the youth of today, do not take a picture of yourself with your clothes off. It will be on the internet forever. Now, listen to this song from Corey Croft. This is Lucky Strikes.
and that was Lucky Strikes by Corey Croft. That's a cool song, and uh, I'm glad we listened to it. And I'm here right now. We're chatting with Jimmy the Hut, awesome Beyond Synth listener and patron on this, another exciting episode of Andy's Playlist Warehouse. It's been a uh, roller coaster ride, hasn't it? It certainly has. Do you have any uh, plans for the new year? Stop eating shit. Stop fucking over future me. Because to be fair, that's all you do. It's always like, I'll eat this today. I can sort it out tomorrow. So all you're doing is fucking over future, you, you know, your future self. Yeah. And, you know, I fucked him over a lot. So it's time to be nice to uh, my future self. Yeah. I like uh, fucking <laughs> present me, which is a euphemism for whacking off. How do you feel about that, Jimmy the Hut? <laughs> The point is this. The synthwave scene has produced a lot of great music and brought a lot of people together. It has. And, you know, I I always appreciate your support of the show and stuff like that. It's cool. It uh, keeps the lights on in the studio. And um, what else does it do? We bought a lock, so now these uh, raccoons can't uh, break into the studio and start recording their own podcast. Yeah, but I'm a friendly neighborhood raccoon, so all I do is I will fit, you know, siphle through your trash a bit and watch you masturbate, but I won't do anything worse than that. I'm a friendly neighborhood raccoon. I have these, like, safety blinds where, like, when I pull the blinds down in front of the window, it's a picture of me, like, looks like I'm working at my computer. So for everyone looking in the window, it's just like, what a responsible man. Yes. He's always working, and meanwhile, I'm on the inside, whacking off. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what this segment's become. I don't know. Listen, I'm going to hang up on you. Let's end on a positive note here. You got all these Lego sets. Do you actually have the room to display them? No, I kind of have to put them on a rotation. And to be fair, I keep buying them and just kind of, it's almost like I've got a Lego store at home. Just all these sets there waiting to be built once I have a bit more space to do it and also some time off from work to do it. But there you go. That should be one uh, one option for next Wait, year. Wait, I don't understand. Do you mean you take them apart? No, 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 no. I just put them away, put, the, you know, put them in the loft or something. There's only so much shelf space especially when you've got something like uh, the titanic which i built over easter that's one and a half meters long so there's only so much kind of space you what? can uh, <laughs> it's fucking huge all right i know it's sort of gauche to to talk money with people but uh that's got to be a very very expensive lego set no yes uh, i think it's around 580 pounds jesus christ hold on what is that Titanic. Let me see. Hold on. I'm going to look this up in Well, it'll be if you go on uh, Lego Canada, I'm sure it'll be on there. Well, the Lego stores, I, I guess online they have to tell you what they cost, right? Because if you actually go to the physical Lego store, hmm. they don't have price tags. I hate shops that do that. It's like, oh, if you have to ask, you can't afford it. And it's like, well, how do you know? Yeah, <laughs> that's what they say, too. <laughs> like, maybe, maybe I can. I'm just a bit too polite and British that I don't want to ask the price. Titanic. Yep, that is 850 Canadian dollars. There you go. Don't judge me too harsh, please. Which means this would cost a thousand dollars. As I said, retail therapy. It's oh, it's fucking cruel. How long did it take to build? I did that over the four-day Easter weekend. It took me four days to do that. Mm. But then it's whether I admit to all the other sets that I bought this year and the figure is... You can probably times that figure by four. Jesus. Yeah. Look... It's always nice to hear from you. I'm not totally shallow and materialistic, though. Honestly, I'm not totally well, shallow and materialistic. <laughs> yes, yeah, says you. Try to defend my honor here. You know. <laughs> Make it so that the listeners don't think, what a cataclysmic wanker this person is. Honestly, no, he, he sounds not. like a really cool guy, man. You got all these Lego sets. You got a car with colored lights. I don't know what's cooler than that. Just what every responsible 36-year-old should be doing, really. Hey, man, you got your whole future ahead of you. You know, I'm 42. That's the meaning of life, though. So surely it's a magic age. Yeah, but we don't know what the question 
question is. That's true. Maybe that's what this show is here for, to find out what the question is. And for all you nerds out there, this is all fucking Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy references, man. So if you don't get it, you can kiss my ass. So look... (laughs) Jimmy, you have uh, a happy Christmas and uh, a happy new year, and uh, thanks for chatting. Yeah, all the best to you, your family, to uh, Marco, Florence, and Michael as well. Yeah, all the best for Christmas, New Year, although knowing your schedule, Valentine's Day, Easter. Yes, this will probably air in March, so. Yeah, shall I wish myself a happy birthday now for February, yeah, yeah. just, you know. <laughs> Well, you should, because I feel like my birthday announcement will be three months late anyways. So. I'm not going to, though. I don't deserve it. I don't deserve it. I'll wait for you. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Well, you take care, dude. You too. All right. That was Jimmy. He's a nice man and cool guy. You can be cool like Jimmy and support Beyond Synth by going to patreon.com slash beyond synth. And then in the future, maybe you'll be on one of these shows. How about that? So let's listen to another song and then we'll go chat with somebody else. How about we listen to Cooler with the track Chromatic featuring parallels.
right, and that was Cooler with Chromatic featuring Parallels. That's a cool song, and today we're we're having Andy's Playlist Warehouse. We're getting rid of all the awesome songs that I didn't get a chance to play this year, and we're chatting with awesome Beyond Synth listeners and patrons, and we got another one on the phone here. We are now chatting with Mr. Ken Juru. How's it going, man? I'm doing good, Andy. How are you? I'm great. So look, we, we've chatted to Ken on the show before, but I don't remember when that was. It's been a while. It's been a, a, a few years, but I know you were doing uh, listener um, call-ins. Oh, you were talking about going to a concert with your daughter or something, right? Is that true? I don't know. I, we talked about like Commodore 64 and Possible Mission. <laughs> I don't remember about a concert with the daughter. I mean, I do things like that. We also met in person once. I was in Toronto for the weekend, went to FM84 concert. Yes, you were there with your wife? Yes. See, look at that. That's right. My memory's great. That was actually the first time I saw Ollie and uh, FM84 perform. I think that place isn't even a music venue anymore. Probably not. Things change so uh, fast around there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Toronto, I mean. Like, because I, I was recently in Toronto in September. Like, I, I took my son to a concert. History was the name of the venue, and it takes a lot longer to get to Toronto now. The traffic is absolutely insane. Why are you always going to Toronto for concerts? A lot of artists uh, skip Buffalo, so um, my son liked her name was Poppy. I wasn't really familiar with her, and he wanted to go, so I, I took. And since we don't have a Tesla dealership, I also took a Model Three for. Uh, test drive while I was there. Poppy's that weird blonde girl that talks very softly into microphones, right? Yes. That's a good description. <laughs> I remember, wait, she was big for a while and then I remember there was some story like she was being manipulated by some creepy dude who like, that's his thing is to like mold women into this mold of like weird blonde pixie girl who speaks very softly and I guess he had done that with one of his like previous girlfriends or something like the same character. Oh. I think she's free of that person now if I'm, uh, I could literally be making all this up. <laughs> Probably. And it also sounds like uh, you're on a lot of... uh, (laughs) I know you and your lies. I don't mean that like that. There does seem to be like a lot of lady artists that seem to go through troubles, right? Like Kesha and Lady Gaga and Poppy. And like they all seem to have difficulty with sketchy producer types, don't they? Yeah, man. It's almost like these uh, weird creeps get into this business specifically to manipulate women. Now let's listen to some music. We're going to listen to some Phaserland. Now he's a good guy. He's not manipulating any ladies. He's got a lovely wife. He got married, was that this year? And uh, he makes cool music. And so let's listen to some of that and then we'll uh, keep chatting with Ken. So uh, look, man, this is Lightspeed Defender by Phaserland.
And that was Lightspeed Defender by Phaserland. Today on Andy's Playlist Warehouse, we're getting all those songs out there that I've been meaning to play all year. And we are chatting with Ken Giroux, cool guy. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. I mean, I think I'm kind of cool, but I, I don't know how many people would agree. Hey, man, I think you're cool. I think anyone who supports Beyond Synth is a cool guy in my book. And I have been for quite a while now. I don't remember when I started listening, but I know that the episode was less than 100. And so I've been listening for a while. And I've been around a while. I always love listening to the podcast. I always uh, enjoy when I got a, a new one to listen to. Well, I apologize. The schedule has been uh, <laughs> not quite as often as I would like, but who knows? Maybe we'll correct that in the new year with some new management or something. No, it's okay. The uh, lack of schedule doesn't really uh, matter to me as much. See, you are a cool guy. Because <laughs> a nerd would be like, I needed to fucking be exactly, you know, it has to come out Mondays at 7 with Ken Drew. He's laid back and cool. He's like, hey, man, whenever you do it, you do it, man. And then he takes a big huff of a joint. I probably more of the nerd than not off of the joint guy, sir. <laughs> <laughs> so what have you been doing since I talked to you last time? Pretty much the same kind of things, I guess. I'm still a software engineer, work for a different company now. But um, I work from home. That's great. I occasionally do play retro games or whatever. Um, I heard you uh, mention what an Ambernick device yep. recently. Yeah, I have one too. It sounds like you got the one that looked like a Game Boy. I got the one that looked like a... Uh, Game Boy Advance, because that's kind of where my uh, nostalgia lies. Sure. But um, it sounds like you use different software. Like, I agree, the software came with terrible. I put um, Amber Gold, I think it was, on mine. I know it's been great since. Oh, cool. That's fun. But in addition to that, I also have a device called a Mr. FPGA for uh, emulation. And that thing was overpriced, but it's amazing. It's got FPGA cores for all the old systems, and uh, I just... It plays so good. I don't know what an FPGA core is. Okay. So, (laughs) (laughs) I'm more into computer software than hardware, but FPGAs can emulate a full computer in this uh, logic, so you can program it to be a Nintendo by telling you, defining the pieces of the Nintendo architecture and telling these logic circuits to program themselves that way. So then... When you load up the core for the the NES core, for example, it reprograms the entire system to think it's the actual hardware of an Nintendo and then it plays like it when you do. It's cycle accurate and they're uh, really great for uh, playing. They're they're a little pricey. Because additionally, I have a couple products from a company called Analog. One's a Super NT, and that's a FPGA, but it, it accepts actual Super Nintendo cartridges. Like, I still have all my Super Nintendo cartridges from back in the day. And, uh, you know, I can use that to play all the, my old games. And then they recently came out with the Analog Pocket, I think it's called. It looks like a Game Boy, and it can play Game Boy and Game Boy Advance and uh, Game Boy Color. With uh, certain hardware that hasn't come out yet, it can even play Atari Lynx cartridges and... Uh, Neo Geo cartridges. Uh, there was Neo Geo that had a portable system too. I don't even remember that. Yeah, I think the Neo Geo stuff was for the fancy rich kids. But I tell you what's not just for the rich kids, but for everybody, <laughs> and that is cool music. So uh, I want to hear this one from Max Thor. This one is called Nothing.
And that was Nothing by Max Thor. And we're here. We're listening to cool music. We're talking to cool people, listeners and supporters of Beyond Synth. And uh, we're talking here to Ken Drew. We're talking about emulation and amber nicks and analog pockets and all that stuff. So what else have you been doing? Also, um, been playing the new Super Mario Brothers game, uh, Wonder. I'm almost complete with it. I was away for work for a week and I didn't take my Switch, so I haven't finished it yet, but I got that last board and I'll, I'll get that done soon. Yeah, it's a good game, man. I'm, I actually really enjoy it. I think it's almost too easy. Like, some of the levels were a little short, and my enjoyment of Super Mario Brothers games is you know, hours of frustration trying to jump from one thing to another, and I feel like this one made it a little too easy to skip that. I find that the super frustration really annoys me. So I do agree this one maybe is a little too easy. Although there are some levels that were pretty tough. Like there was some where you had to do like these precise jumps to get like the purple coins and stuff. Where I did have to try the level a few times. But it is definitely much easier. I think I just love the creativity and weirdness of it. I feel like the past 10 years of 2D Mario games have been pretty flat. Like all those new Super Mario Brothers Wii versions. Because like, they made like 5 with that exact same art style they were fine games but they never felt special like this one kind of feels special to me just in terms of the the weirdness of it right and the um i mean i like the i like the the other games you mentioned too and perhaps those were a little more challenging but um and i do like that this one really does call back the super mario world the super nintendo uh game a lot i feel like the way that they laid it out which i like because that was definitely my favorite yes i remember that i got the super nintendo as um you know my eighth grade graduation gift and so i spent that whole summer playing the super mario game and i remember discovering the secret worlds at the end i remember i remember my excitement still as a kid when I'm like, whoa, wait a minute, there's more boards? Yes. No, Super Mario World is awesome. I think what's interesting about this one, too, is that just that it was sort of like a surprise, you know what I mean? Like, I had no idea it was coming, and it was only, like, in the summer when they announced it, and at first I was sort of iffy on the art style. I was like, oh, they've kind of redesigned Mario in sort of a slightly different way, but ultimately, having played the game, I like it a lot, and I think that... Uh, I've got nowhere to go with this sentence. It's good. You're good, Ken. All right. (laughs) That's good. How about this? Let's listen to some more music here and we'll keep chatting. I want to listen to this one from Star Founder. And uh, this is from the album Closure. This is Dark Corner.
And that was Dark Corner by Starfounder. Today we're here at Andy's Playlist Warehouse. We're playing cool songs. We're talking to Ken Giroux. That's right, because he's a cool guy. What do you got planned for the Christmas and stuff? Do you have any like uh, plans for the holidays? Nothing much. You know, we got um, American Thanksgiving coming up Thursday. We're hosting it at my house, so that's good. It used to be that I would have to go to uh, multiple houses and eat multiple large meals. I'm glad that I only have to do that once. Do you have divorced parents? Oh, uh, no. It just, uh, it used to be like, you know, my family and my wife's family. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, when the kids were smaller, but now we're hosting it here. Uh, it's really going to be a lot easier on my stomach. <laughs> Who's doing the cooking? Well, everybody's uh, bringing a little something, but I think my uh, my wife's going to do most. Cooking is not not something I'm, I'm good at at all. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man, I'm into the fucking emulation, man. I, I don't know what the fuck to do with a turkey. <laughs> Correct. I'll uh, keep everyone entertained by being away playing with the emulation. <laughs> you know, one of the things with the emulation that I recently did is um, I had always wanted to beat the Friday the 13th game for the NES. Mm. And so, yeah, I, I watched a YouTube video on doing that, and I did. I hooked up the Mr. FPGA I talked about before, and I finally did beat that game after 30-plus uh, years of frustration. Hey, man, congratulations. Thank you. I guess I'm sort of a heathen because I'm not so much of a purist when it comes to the emulation. Like, I like the enhancements that come from emulating. I feel like when people want the precise emulation, like, it's a particular type of nostalgia. But for me, I love save states, and I like when you can speed up frame rates and smooth things out, especially for, like, 3D games and stuff. Yeah, I don't have any problem using uh, save states. I think there's uh, nothing wrong with that at all. The only time that I worry about the cycle emulation, uh, or the cycle exactness, is, um, you know, certain NES games, like, really require it. Anytime I try and play, like, Punch Out on an emulator, like, I, I'll get up to, like, Sandman, and then I can't play it anymore. Some of it might be my old hands, because, you know, I do have some purple tunnel kind of things going on. That was, you gave me like you had to you know watch for somebody winking in the crowd and make sure you hit the uppercut at the right time. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I, the emulators are like uh, not so good at that. You know what I mean? The software, but it's a lot smoother when you're uh, dealing with uh, the FPGA hardware emulation. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. I mean, I guess there are certain games, like I, I picked up like a light gun thing called Retro Shooter, which is, you know, has like a Pandora's box. And yeah, like the way the light gun games used to work in the arcade versus trying to emulate them to work as Wiimote kind of things with two sensors on the TV. It does change the nature of the game. Not enough that I give a shit, but it is a different experience. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I, I can definitely see that. Yeah, I know the old light guns required the CRT. Yeah, but I tell you what I require is listening to cool music. So how about we listen to one more song, and then Ken Giroux's got to go, all right? I'm going to hang up on you. So you think of something that you want to say. You know, this whole year you've been like, I want to tell Andy, I got to give him a piece of my mind. He's a piece of shit, and I got to let him know, and we'll listen to a song, and then we can have our final, uh, I don't know what I'm doing. What <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Ken. All right, look. Listen, uh, let's listen to this. This is Pensacola Mist with Losing My Mind.
that was Pensacola Mist with Losing My Mind. And uh, we're here, Andy's Playlist Warehouse, having a good time listening to cool music and chatting with Ken Giroux. But now I'm going to hang up on you, so you've got 30 seconds to... (laughs) (laughs) You have 10 seconds to comply. Uh, What's something you want to say before I hang up on you? Just that. I'm going to continue to be a cool guy into the next year. Nice. I'm going to continue to be, uh, you know, a a Patterson. I'm going to continue to listen to the show. And um, I I look forward to all all the shows coming out in the future. Do you have any particular cool plans? Um, No. (laughs) (laughs) No, no cool plans. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) As far as I'm concerned, anything going on with Ken Jeru is a cool plan. Well, look, man, listen, you have a lovely day. Of course, uh, thanks for your support and being a cool guy. And uh, I wish you good luck in your future endeavors. How about that? That sounds good. Thanks, Andy. That was Ken Giroux. He's a cool guy. He likes emulation and taking trips to Toronto. So look, let's listen to another song, and then I will continue my catch-up with Mike Mendoza from last week. Did we leave you with a cliffhanger where you're like, ooh, I wonder where this is going? Well, now you're going to find out. So uh, first, let's listen to this song, and then we'll go chat with Mike. So this is Spes Invicta with Get It Together, Pamela.
And that was Get It Together Pamela from Spes Invicta. I'm probably saying that incorrectly, but that's par for the course now at Beyond Synth. So look, I'm here continuing my chat with an old friend. His name is Mike Mendoza, a.k.a. Modern Knight, formerly Hoo-Ha, still runs Retro Promenade, and he has informed me that he has a topic to bring up. So, uh, hello again, Mike Mendoza. Um, speaking of my name, this is different, but um, my middle name is Angel, and I've always hated it because it's so, like, you know, New York City, Puerto Rican. and like- oh, What? Hold on, hold on. Is this the first time you've told me this? Do I know this? Maybe. If I go back to the first time we ever talked, did you tell me? And I literally don't remember this. Maybe. I don't know. Anyway, I hate my middle name, <laughs> and I want to change it to Danger. I was trying to convince my wife to name my wife our baby mm-hmm. middle name uh, Danger. She doesn't. She won't have it. So I'm thinking, what about me? I could do it. That'd be great. Change my name to Danger. Legally? Pickily. Le- legally. <laughs> Pickily. Oh, legally. <laughs> Piccolo? <laughs> just, just going to say words. <laughs> Uh, my topic that I wanted to bring up was what's going on with you in 2024? Where are you going with all this? Uh, we're just going to keep going, man. <laughs> just keep going. Let's get 80s guests like Zach Galligan and Phoebe Cates and stuff. Sure. And then go like, hey, Phoebe Cates, you know that scene where you come out of the pool and fucking Judge Reinhold's fucking jerking off and thinking about it? No, if Phoebe Cates came on, the first thing I would ask her is, hey, can you hook me up with an interview with your husband, Kevin Klein? <laughs> I'd be like, hey, man, do you know fucking Judge Reinhold? I want to fucking have a conversation with him, and then I'll ask him. Remember that scene when Phoebe Cates came out of the cool and you fucking jerking off? Came out of the cool. Why is your dumb character extra Canadian? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's the voice I hear whenever I go to Tim Hortons. I go to fucking, hey, man, can I get a tea? And in the background, there's this guy behind me. Remember when I was fucking jerking off to fucking Phoebe Cates? That's all we say up here. Canada. <laughs> Because she's Canadian. <laughs> Listen, if I make up facts yeah, yeah. that you don't know, <laughs> just go along with them. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. She's from uh, Regina. Saskatchewan? That's right. I know. I know. I know my geography. They say I'm nasty. <laughs> Didn't you say you had a topic to discuss? You know what I wanted to do? There's a game where you have two endpoints on Wikipedia and you have to use Wikipedia only clicking to get to that next endpoint and see who gets there faster. Sometimes I'll, I'll do it myself and be like, how do I get to Adrian Brody from, oh, what was it? From King Willie. It was like Meg Ryan or something like it's that. It's like Wikipedia six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Yeah. But the only thing you can do is click. Mm. So like you have to use your mind to think three steps ahead. Be like, well, how do I get to Adrian Brody? What did I do? I got to him from uh, <laughs> SNL. Protect your neck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was some kind of Jurassic Park. Sam Jackson... I wanted to get to Sam Jackson somehow to get to Adrian Brody. Mm. Either way, it's a fun game. I think it'd be fun to video ourselves doing this. Hey, man, I like to video myself doing stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stop me in my tracks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, while you're stopped, let's listen to some music. I got a cool one here from Peyton Carter. That was such a non-segment. From, from his album Muse. Uh, this is June. Thank you. 
Peyton Carter with the track June from his album Muse. Good stuff. And uh, we've been listening to lots of cool music because that's what we're doing. We're, we're winding down the year with these music shows. And I'm here with Mike Mendoza catching up. It's been a long time. We're finding out what games he's been playing, what movies he's been watching. I've been writing a new movie. What's it called? Tornado. Is it about something? I'm casting Helen Fun mm. and Chill Paxton to be in it. Oh, I get it. You know they actually are making a Twister sequel? It's called Twisters. <laughs> and I hope to God Alan Ruck is in it. He should be. It's always troubling, you know, when someone drives their truck into a restaurant. <laughs> and so I don't know, like, if it was like a career ending thing. But if it's... They should have just said it was like part of the movie. So what do you suppose happens though, when they say it's like a glitch? Is that the idea now that we're going to have cars that are so advanced that it's just going to be like, well, there was a one and a zero got swapped and it decided that it's okay to just fucking drive through a red light and just plow through the side of a restaurant. Yeah, I'm not sure if the details have come out but you know like in movies when gas pedals get stuck yeah and they just keep accelerating like in a scanner darkly Mm. is it that 
did the pedal digitally not get reset to the zero after one like you're saying it is possible listen to us fucking electrical engineers waxing yeah, yeah. poetic i mean alan ruck seems like a nice guy he doesn't i mean he never struck me as the guy who likes driving into the side of restaurants <laughs> well there was the video where he was like hey is everyone okay mm. oh man just want to make sure everyone's all right he's a good guy alan ruck anyway in tornado she's gonna be like you've never seen him miss this house this is hell and fun yeah you've never seen it miss that house are you saying ellen fun or ellen funt helen fun she's like have you never seen him miss the church <laughs> i need to know if you're enunciating that t or not if <laughs> you never seen it miss my mom's house well here's what i'm saying he's like if her name is helen like, fun christ joe you forgot about the mcdonald's you forgot about the gas station on second right but if her name is helen fun <laughs> then there's a chance she could be asian so then i need to make sure you're making an asian accent or not but if it's helen funt i do need to be specific about this and protect my neck yeah. <laughs> This is good stuff. Let's listen to some Stephen Q beats from his album Since the Beginning, Part 1. Stephen Q beats? That's right. That's 80s. Hey, man, that's Dirty Waves, because that's what we're about to listen to. This is Dirty Waves by Stephen Q beats. Oh, 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 
And that was Stephen Q. Beats from his album Since the Beginning. Dirty Waves is the track, and the show is this. What you're listening to right now is <laughs> Andy's playlist liquidation sale. Stephen Q. Beats reminds me of freestyle artists in the 80s. They used to have names that were just like Sheila E, mm-hmm. Johnny Z, and stuff. So, Stephen Q. Beats, I want you to make a freestyle track. I think he actually does have some tracks with the hip hop uh, vocal stylings. Hmm. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, I talk like Nick Kroll's Fester character from the Adams Family movie all the time. Which movie is that? And now, The Shaver and My Sherka. It's the um, the animated movie. Ooh, never watched with it. Oscar Isaac and Charlize Theron. Who plays the kid? Finn Wolfhart. The girl is Chloe Grace Moretz. Moretz. How do you feel about that Wednesday dance? Did you catch that this year? The Wednesday dance. I can say that I had no idea what it was until I saw it on the news. Mm. That's how you know I'm old. If you see stuff on the news, you're already four days behind the thing. Yeah. Gotta love the news. All these <laughs> no. serious things going on, and it's just like, hey, fucking the Wednesday dance is uh, heating up the nation. Like, is it? Here's an insider track on what's happening with Sinclair Broadcasting Group that owns all these stations across the country. They are getting rid of their human factor, mm. and they are automating stations to play out content that gets served from a hub. Yeah. There's like hubs in Atlanta and Maryland, and they just play what's being sent out. So the people who work at the hubs, they're monitoring like 50 to 70 stations and are getting rid of entire news teams and only keeping on one producer and one weather person. So the news cast that used to be live local is now only playing the national version of their national news. And every now and then it cuts in with like a 90 second weather cut in. Yeah, because what people don't get, because I've seen people do these collages where they think that it's like, oh, it's the fucking, uh, you know, Illuminati programming or whatever, because all these newscasters are reading the same script. Yeah. But what they don't realize is that's just fucking cost cutting shit where instead of having a local guy in your local news who writes your newscast, one guy writes a script that gets sent to all the affiliates so they all say the same dumb joke they all read the same thing because they're just trying to cut costs and so it's not like a conspiracy it's just like fucking another job lost you know so every station no longer has a writer yeah and it's just part of your job so the people at the station they complain about you know we it sucks that we got to play these stories that come but we have to play them Mm -hmm. and the telemundo side also has to play them like it's the Spanish version of the same story. They don't really have a choice in what the story is and they just have to do it. And then you miss out on local content that you see elsewhere on Reddit and other blogs and Instagram and stuff like that. And you're like, well, how come the news isn't doing that? Yeah. And what is the point of the news? And then one of the people working there was like, did you know that our ratings, they just cater to 60 year old people. They're not even aiming for 18 to 49. They're just trying to placate the 60-year-olds of our city. It's crazy. It's bizarre. It's a dying industry. I worked with people who worked at radio stations who went to TV thinking they would like... Because radio apparently is also the exact same thing. They're automating everything. iHeart stations, they're buying up all the stations and playing all the same content and syndicating national shows based out of LA and stuff. And we're losing all of our local culture due to the fact that one, technology is making it easier to automate and get rid of humans. And two, the humans who are watching are not necessarily the highest caliber of advertising eyes. Hmm. You know, the, all the money is coming in from 18 to 49, but the, they're getting their ratings selling boner pills to the six-year-old people. I got a question. Um, Uh-oh. We've been having a lot of fun. Why are you choosing to wind this down on a downer? 
says I want to sell you my boner pills. <laughs> I do need some boner pills, actually. It's called Harry Monster Boner Pills. Oh, yes. What I mean by that is I like when pills are just shaped like little dicks. <laughs> Because let's just say, folks, everything's candy. fine down there, okay? I don't need no fucking pill. I just like pills that look like dicks. This is why people tune in every week. But I tell you what, because speaking of what you were talking about, <laughs> over here at Beyond Synth, we're, this is hip shit, and we do not cater to 60-year-olds on this particular program. We cater to... No, we only cater to uh, 25 to 45-year-olds. <laughs> no, I think it's more like uh, 37 to 48. Uh, I feel like that's the demo here. Maybe your audience. All men, <laughs> all the time. And I hope you enjoy this, guys. This is ends. 84 and Cabell with Remember It Well.
And that was Ends 84 and Cabell with Remember It Well. That's right. For the rest of this month, we're going to be listening to awesome music, lots of music. We're going to be catching up with people and talking on the phones and all this shit. But look, obviously the past few episodes we've been catching up with Mike, but uh, it's time to say goodbye to you because we've been talking for a long time, but it's been good catching up. Little Bunny Foo-Foo agrees. Is that the name of your cat? That's the name of my new synthwave artist name. I had an 83 on that and you got a stew going. <laughs> I, you gotta stop doing that, alright? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. I can't do whatever I want. As long as I keep coming up with new synthwave artist names, you will keep saying that they should say 83. <laughs> yeah, well, so, they should. Alright. If it doesn't say 83, then I don't know that it's synthwave. <laughs> I certainly don't know by listening to it. I'm deaf. Well, part of the thing that it's funny... It is funny. There was an air conditioning company that was using synthwave art templates for their like Thanksgiving sale nice. with the triangle and the that typical thing that you can download for free. Yes, love it, love it. And my wife was like, "Look, this looks like you made it." And I was like, "Yeah, but where's the music? Let's put the volume up." And it was just like garbage music. And I was like, "This ain't synthwave." That's the way to be: is to go through life just going, "Man, this isn't fucking synthwave." Be that guy. Be like Mike. Be that guy. Gatekeeping. Yeah. <laughs> I like how you sort of did it like the housekeeping (laughs) (laughs) intonation. Gatekeeping? (laughs) Is that a funny character? Gatekeeping? Who says it like housekeeping, but they're gatekeepers? Is that the thing? I'm just referencing Richard from Tommy Boy. Yeah, but I mean, I'm... I'm Not. (laughs) (laughs) I said it like that because I have very much been a gatekeeper at certain points just because when the version of synthwave that is trendy at a certain time i'm just like well that's not the synthwave i fell in love with for me it was like all the stuff that sounds like giorgio Moroder and harold faltermeyer mm. and then it became like well now we're adding guitars and doing like emo fucking cry music all the time and we're calling it synthwave no good i tell you i don't really like gunship <laughs> <laughs> Who's that? No, no, the, uh, it's the Midnight. So the Midnight... Uh, Never this, heard of them. This is an interesting conversation about what's going on with Synthwave. The artists that are making it are not necessarily leaning into Synthwave anymore. Canons and Midnights and stuff like that. And then there's other artists who were sort of related but were never Synthwave to begin with, like Chromio. Is there always going to be a dichotomy of artists who make it who don't give a shit about the 80s and 90s anymore? I don't know. I don't know. Well, this is something to ponder at very least. I'm pondering it. Yeah. You know what? Let's listen to another song and then we'll say goodbye. <laughs> I want to... <laughs> well, he's just talking for too long. I wanted to have a nice goodbye, and then you started fucking pontificating like a bitch. Sorry. I'm the pontificator of pontificators. Hey, man, that's what we all know and love, you know what I mean? Uh, let's listen to this song from Prophet of Jupiter. This is Flash in the Sun.
And that was Flash in the Sun by Prophet of Jupiter. We're listening to all great music all uh, month long. We're going to get through this playlist. I have a ton of songs. And... Let's just say a ton of respect for my buddy, Mike Mendoza, who we're catching up with. (laughs) Gatekeeper extraordinaire, Mike Mendoza. So look, it's been fun catching up. I promised the listeners and the patrons that I would go to the phones. So uh, I've got to say goodbye to you because I have to, there's like fucking 50 people who want to uh, chat. And uh, 50 people. Do you have to limit them all to 90 seconds each? They're going to be... A lot shorter than two episodes with you. Yes, they're going to be. Uh, <laughs> they're going to be. Are you saying that episodes with me feel like they're long? Um, like the RoboCop sequel from 2014, directed by Jose Padilla. I don't think. No, I, I did watch that. It's like mediocre, and I think that frustrates me more than a bad movie. No, I agree with that. There's all these little points where it could just be like one degree better. That's the way I feel about so much stuff now, though. That's why when I see people with hot takes talking about how terrible everything is, the problem is it's not terrible enough to warrant an angry rant. It's just there. Right. Like, all the Marvel stuff is just there. It doesn't make me mad. It's just sort of like a slight sigh of disappointment that, like, ah, oh, these movies used to be better, huh? You know? And, but it's at the same time, they're not horrible enough to be like, what the fuck? Like, I don't <laughs> care if Ant-Man sucks. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't bother me. I don't care if Miss Marvel is bad. Like, I don't care about the character, so... I kind of want to see it simply because it's, like, 95 minutes long. Like, finally, a Marvel movie that doesn't take all day. Yes. God, I just wish there's also so many lessons I wish these companies would learn, but, like, the one is just, make movies fucking an hour and 20 minutes again, man. Like, I wish all movies were shorter. Yeah, man. We can have Bernie's. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. They should all learn from Weekend at Bernie's. And it's amazing sequel. Does the sequel have a subtitle? It's just Weekend and Bernie's 2, isn't it? It's 2. And that has an amazing scene where they're bringing Bernie back to life in the bathroom with voodoo spells, but they didn't use chickens because they couldn't find him and they captured pigeons from the New York City streets. So the spell doesn't work all the way. But that song that plays is fucking awesome and I sing it all the time. Can I tell you a secret? Mm. I've only seen part two. Part two is fun. Part one is... It's classic 80s nonsense. They don't resurrect the corpse in part one, right? Like, it literally is just a corpse. Right. So part two is silly because they introduce magic, right? Yes. (laughs) Yes, part two is only silly because they introduce magic. (laughs) Um. (laughs) Look, hold on. (laughs) You can tell me all about this. We gotta listen to another song, and then we'll say a proper goodbye, all right? Okay. All right, this is uh, Dialectics with two X's. Dialectics. Ticks from the album Possession with Intent to Sell. This is Night Trader.
And that was Night Trader by Dialectics from the album Possession with Intent to Sell. I've been trying to say goodbye to Mike now for three segments, so we're going to do it for real this time. Hey, you've got a lot of songs to get through, man. Yeah, I do. There's still a huge list, and I've got lots of uh, people to uh, to chat with, patrons and listeners and such. So we've been chatting to you for two episodes in a row, and I think we're pretty much caught up, right? <laughs> We talked about everything that happened in the past year. Yes. Ant-Man 4 and Mario Wonder. (laughs) Okay, so we're going to say goodbye to you. It's been fun catching up. Hopefully everyone's got their fill now. They've been like, where's Mike? Where's Mike? Well, there you go. You got two episodes of Mike. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Shut up about it and eat your peas. Yeah, exactly. So uh, (laughs) suck on that, phony bee. Phony bee. Girl, you know I love you, oh girl. Mm, do you have anything to say before I hang up on you? Yes, I am doing cool things. I'm going to be active again. I'm going to be working, reworking on my synthwave chart. Although clearly we've talked about how it's useless and no one listens to synthwave anymore. Mm. But for those 43, 43 year olds out Ooh, there who still done. do this, yeah. I'm going to provide a database, non-curated, scientific thing. Mm. And I'm also working on a new movie. It's a modern day update of Speed. And I'm just trying to figure out how we do it where it's not silly. Well, good luck to you. And uh, we'll- <laughs> He says I'm not going to discuss this with you again. <laughs> well, no, we're gonna- <laughs> we got to say goodbye. <laughs> Listen, you've made me snort, and that's good for my hort. Yeah, he's snorting for his hort. He's, he's having a fun time. We'll catch up with him in the new year. Uh, we got some fun plans that we've discussed in detail behind the scenes, and hey, we all know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> Jack in the box. Listen, everybody, happy Thanksgiving. Mm. Merry Christmas. Feliz Navidad. Happy Kwanzaa. Protect your neck. <laughs> And if I don't get a chance to see you, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good night, and good twilight. That's right. That's the Mendoza Show, my favorite (laughs) film by director Peter Weir. Really? What do you think about Peter Berg? Hancock sucks. Who's Peter Berg? He makes all these mediocre films like Hancock (laughs) and Battleship. (laughs) What is it? Like Hancock. <laughs> yeah, Hancock is a... Uh, look, we gotta go, man. Fuck this. <laughs> ah, it's so easy to catch you to keep going. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, listen, you get it the hell out of here. And for everybody else listening at home, keep tuned in because we're going to do more playlist shows. I'm going to be taking calls from listeners and uh, patrons and all sorts of people. So we're going to have more fun. We're going to have more music. And that's my sentence. So uh, tune in next time uh, to Beyond Synth. This is the best synthwave chat show. There is. Protect your neck, 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 neck. <laughs> yeah, I love that, like, no one's going to know that reference. <laughs> yes. I feel like 12 people are going to understand what I'm talking about. Goodbye. <laughs> Beyond Synth Radio is produced by Andy Last. Check the show notes for more information on the musicians featured on the show. Consider supporting Beyond Synth at patreon.com slash beyond synth. Thanks for listening.